0: You're listening to the Voice of the Future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader, and here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello, and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Very excited to be with you all on this Monday edition, where we have a major win from the state of Indiana. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Also, the U.S. Senate has approved, approved a bill to fight climate change and cut drug costs. Uh, there's a way it passed around the filibuster, and they tried to do a lot more, but it failed. Uh, this economic package also adds 87,000 new IRS agents. They're not going to be looking at the, at the 1% like they claim. There's no reason to double the size of the agency to, to monitor 1% of the population. There's $5.5 billion more in aid to Ukraine going. Also, we're going to analyze some ad from Fetterman before his stroke and after his stroke. It's really concerning. He is the first place. He's the front runner for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. It's very risky the way he's talking. He's not talking like a, a human being. He's talking like a robot doing text-to-speech. And Elon Musk says the Twitter deal still has a possibility to go forward. We're talking about all that today. Here on the Conservative Crusader, plus more, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe wherever you get this podcast. I know a lot of you just click the link on social media and say, oh, I can listen to it right here. But it's much easier if you subscribe. Go up in the probably top right corner of your podcatcher and press subscribe or press the plus icon, whatever it might be. Download the show, subscribe to the show, and help out the show. Also rate five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. If you have the ability to rate, please rate five stars. That is greatly appreciated and helps us boost Get boosted up in the algorithm. So Indiana has passed a near-total abortion ban, the first state to do so post-Royal. This is from the Washington Post's Amy Chang. Indiana became the first state in the country after the fall of Roe v. Wade to pass a sweeping limit on abortion access after Governor Eric Holcomb signed into law Friday a bill that constitutes a near-abortion ban, a ban on the procedure. The Republican-dominated state Senate approved legislation 28 to 19 on Friday, in a vote that came just hours after it passed Indiana's lower chamber. The bill, which will go into effect September 15th, allows abortion only in the cases of rape, incest, and lethal fetal abnorm- uh, abnormality or when the procedure is necessary to prevent severe risks of death or health risks. Supporters of abortion rights crowded into the qu- corridors of the Indiana State House throughout the day. Indiana, I'm sorry, a State House throughout the day. As lawmakers cast their votes, some holding up signs that read you can only ban safe abortions and abortion is health care. Moments after the vote, some protesters hugged and others stood stunned before the crowd broke out in the chants of, we will not stop. So Republicans nationwide, and there's some more here that I want to talk about here in just a minute, but Republicans nationwide are, are talking about how we need to to wait to ban abortion. We can't ban abortion right now before the midterms or else it'll, it'll look bad. It'll It'll cost us our jobs. Democrats had the same opportunity to codify Roe. They've had the opportunity for 50 years, but they haven't had a need to before today. And they could do it at any time. We need these state laws to over overthrow their ability to codify. We need these state laws to realize that unless they amend the Constitution, currently there is no constitutional provision outlawing abortion. And they need a 67 vote in the 67 votes in the Senate to pass a constitutional amendment, which I don't believe they have. But having the state laws to even limit that even further and have a case and a a factor to sue on if they pass this is is incredibly important. So Indiana Republicans, this is a a segment from the article. The push by Indiana Republicans to restrict abortion access stands in stark contrast to the overwhelming support of it by voters in Kansas, where an attempt to strip away abortion protections was voted down this week in another traditionally conservative state. And I'm afraid this is going to be used as a a talking point. They're going to say, well, Josh, Kansas, which is a conservative state, struck down an abortion ban. They said, we don't want to ban abortion. We're going to keep it legal and not allow the state constitution to possibly ban abortion. The, The wording of the amendment was terrible. The wording was just absolutely a foul play. And this bill is a good bill. This bill almost goes far enough. In our neighbors to the west, I appreciate you thank you, Indiana, for, for doing this and protecting life. But Ohio, we have plenty of listeners in Ohio. If you are on staff, a state representative or you are a state representative or a state senator yourself, please propose a similar bill. In the state of Ohio, get it to pass and ban abortion. It's about time. Indiana did not have a trigger law on the books that would immediately prohibit abortion when a road was overturned. Because the procedure had been legal into the state up to 22 weeks, Indiana became the destination for many seeking to terminate their pregnancies. Obviously, that that is gone. Indiana is a conservative state. Ohio is a conservative state. Plenty of conservative states across the nation aren't doing this. And if you didn't have a trigger law, or even if you did, Ohio had the the heartbeat bill. Even if you didn't have a trigger law, even if you did have a trigger law, make sure it goes far enough and it bans all or 99% of abortion. So I appreciate Indiana for, for doing the work that plenty of Republicans, plenty of Republicans refuse to do when it comes to banning abortion, when it comes to stopping this terrible procedure. And we will continue to highlight states all across the nation that do what they need to do when it comes to banning abortion. So let's give a quick applause to the state of Indiana with our in-studio audience. (laughs) So thank you, Indiana, for doing the work that needs to be done. And the U.S. Senate cannot say the same as they have approved a bill to fight climate change and cut drug costs in a win for Joe Biden. So we'll talk about that here on the program in just a minute. If you want to call into the program, talk to me, ask questions, maybe bring up a topic I don't usually mention on the program, you can do that at 57 GOP Josh 7. That is 574-675-6747 is our phone number. Also, anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader slash message. Or you can just go to GOPJosh.com slash show. It gives you all the instructions there. If you prefer to email. Josh at GOP Josh is the way you can do that. You can also join our Discord server. Link is below the show notes, in the show notes, I should say, as well as joining our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. We would greatly appreciate that support. So the U.S. Senate on Sunday passed a sweeping $430 billion bill intended to fight climate change, lower drug prices, and raise some corporate taxes, a major victory for President Joe Biden that Democrats hope will aid their chances to keep in control of Congress in this year's election. And the, and the bill was titled appropriately for the Democratic Party. And the thing they do a lot of is just saying, well, this is a bill that will lower gas prices. This bill just, just limits the, the oil companies from charging what they're getting charged for. Uh, this bill is going to to lower inflation, yet it spends $47 billion or however much it spends. It's incredible. It's incredible how much they, they fake this. And they named the bill the Inflation Reduction Act. It passed by a 51-50 vote, party lines, Kamala Harris casting the tie-breaking vote. It sent it to the House of Representatives, likely Friday, when the representatives plan to reconvene briefly during a summer recess. They were expected to pass it, which would then send the bill to the White House for Biden's signature. In a statement, Biden said he looks forward to signing the bill into law. The Senate is making history, Chuck Schumer said after pumping his fists in the air as Democrats cheered and their staff members responded to the vote with a standing ovation. To Americans who lost faith that Congress can do big things, this bill is for you, he said. This bill is going to change America for decades. It contains the boldest clean energy package in American history to fight climate change while reducing consumer costs for energy and some medications. It's a sweeping big bill. Republicans can support 90% of it and not support the whole thing obviously voting no, like they all did, and I applaud them for all voting no. This bill costs, let's see, have drawn harsh attacks from Republicans over the legislations, $430 billion in new spending, and $740 billion in new revenue. You know where that $740 billion is coming from? It's not coming from the 1%. It's not coming from the big corporations as they claim it will. It's coming from you, and it's coming from you and I, the, the middle class or even lower class people who struggle to make ends meet, who already pay very low federal taxes as it is, but still struggle to make ends meet. And I'm not saying I'm in that situation. I'm just saying many Americans are. Many of you who listen to this program probably are. And this money isn't coming from Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and George Soros. This money is coming from you and I. And they wouldn't have added, which we'll talk about after the break, they wouldn't have added 87,000 new IRS agents if it was for the, big, the the middle class, or if it wasn't for the middle class, if it wasn't for the people doing side hustles on Venmo and Cash App, if it wasn't for the people who, who are trying to make ends meet however they can, selling things and this and that. They, they wouldn't have, have had to add IRS agents had they focused on the 1%. 87,000 people aren't needed to focus on 1% of the population of the United States of America. So it's adding $740 billion in revenue, but it's not going to take it from where it should be taken from. It's going to take it from you, and it's truly going to hurt you. Uh, The legislation is aimed at reducing carbon emissions and shifting consumers to green energy while cutting prescription drug costs for the elderly and tightening enforcement on taxes for corporations and the wealthy. Because the measure pays for itself and reduces the federal deficit over time, Democrats contend that it will help bring down inflation economic liability that's also weight on their hopes for retaining legislative control in the run-up to the 2024 presidential election. I'm going to say this right now before we go to the break because we are running low on time. If it pays for itself, the money should be there right now. Pays for itself indicates that it's paid for. We already have the money. It's in our savings account. We can just take it out and we can replenish it. Claiming it reduces the federal deficit when they're just going to keep adding spending is also false. And the Ruckters, I actually thought, was a pretty—who wrote this piece. That was a pretty fair report, or a pretty fair side, pretty nonpartisan. But but they're not pointing out the obviously obvious, obvious flaws with this bill. They're not pointing out the problems that it has outside of things that the left couldn't fit in this bill because it was under a parliamentary maneuver called reconciliation, which allows budget-related legislation to avoid the 100-seat chamber's 60-vote threshold for most ba- uh, bills— and pass on a simple majority. It's a budgetary. Um, it's a budgetary bill. There was no cap on insulin costs, and if you remember, that the left has been pushing this for so long that we need to stop private health care from hiking, in, uh, insulation or insul- insulin. I'm sorry, trying to cap it to thirty five dollars a month, which is a good idea. But the way they're doing it, they're not attacking big farmers, they're not attacking the people who create the insulin, they're attacking the healthcare companies and the insurance companies who pay for this medicine, saying they can't charge over $35 for it. And unless we're going to completely socialize our medicine, which is the left's obvious obvious goal, there's no way we can afford, and insurance companies can afford to stay in the insurance business if they can if they have to cap probably one of the most common... Income maker. So you know who should cap it? You should cap Big Pharma. Big Pharma should be the one capped and saying, you know, you cannot take advantage of the, uh, the diabetics anymore. You can't take advantage of them saying you have to pay $300, $400 a month for your insulin. You produce it for pennies on the dollar. You can charge pennies on the dollar for it. That should be an attack on big pharma, not attack on the insurance companies. And that's where the left always goes to the middleman. And they never go to the source. When it comes to trying to lower gas prices, they limit it from the, uh, from the, from the distribution centers. They lower it from BP, Speedway, these organizations. They lower it from then. They, they say you have to stop here. They don't go to the oil companies. They don't try to produce American oil. They say right here, right now, the distribution should, should, should lower the costs. And they're going to be losing money if they lower it to where they want it to do. It it makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't change anything for the average consumer. And it's just going to hurt the middleman and hurt the people trying to make their their simple wages. I'm telling you the people at BP don't want to charge $6 for a gallon of gas in Biden's America. Or $6 for diesel in Biden's America. But they have to pay probably $5.50 per gallon. The markup on gas is very low. Some people even sell it for a loss so they can get people in the door. But it can't be mandated that they have to sell it lower than they pay for it. You should mandate the oil companies that they have to charge less for it. Or we need to mandate that, or whatever mandates you want to use, if you want to use mandates at all. But we need to drill American. We need to frack American. And the the Democrats going to the middleman is always their goal. It's always their attempt to try to hurt the middle person obviously trying to the private health insurance market that that's their goal is a private this is what it says in the rector's article private health insurance market storing insulin costs at 35 dollars a month that's all they have it fell out of a reconciliation rules they're still going to try to pass it it's going to limit insulin costs for those on Medicare but trying to stop private health insurance from paying more and trying to to make the private insurance pay less I should say They're going to pay the same amount for the medication, but they're going to have to pay less if you are on private health insurance, which is a good thing for the average person, right? I mean, obviously, it won't affect it that bad, but it'll affect it in their other medication. In other medicine, they already get for cheaper. It's going to skyrocket to make the difference. And that's where they refuse to go to the source. They have to go to the middleman. Republicans, in their goals to lower these costs, have always gone to the source. They have gone to Big Pharma and said, hey, you got to do something. They've gone to the oil companies, not the distributors. Distributors. They've gone to the countries that are dist- uh, distributing our oil or the fracking places and the, the drilling places in, in America and went to them and didn't go to the middleman. That's where the left is always wrong. That's where the, the right is right. Obviously, that's why we're called the right. And it's just absolutely a joke. Adding 87,000 IRS agents, as we'll talk about after the break. The left always goes to the middleman, never attacks who they really should attack. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
1: This is The Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. 5-7-GOP-JOSH-7 is our phone number. And the thing about doing the, these politics shows is you can't just you can't just schedule it out. You can't just just expect everything to go as planned when you do these programs. Because we were going to talk right now about the IRS agents, eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. But I just got a statement from from Donald Trump's press team, from the president of the United States, former president's press team, and I'm going to read the entire statement to you because it's so important. It's so crucial. These are di- dark times for our nation as my beautiful home Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant uh, relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is procedural misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, an attack by the radical-left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls, and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives, in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an insult could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupted at a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. The political persecution of President Donald J. Trump has been going on for years. with The now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It is political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete an acid watch, 33 million emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress, or 33,000, I'm sorry. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. I stood up to America's bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country like we had never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance at all polls, they're trying to stop me in the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the American people. Folks listening live, uh, there, there is, the FBI has now sieged Mar-a-Lago. Never in our nation's history has there been such an attack on a former president that they are going to break into his home, his private home, after complying with the necessary agencies. It's political persecution at its worst. Mar-a-Lago, the president's home, is under siege. And I'm not sure why. It really doesn't say why. Obviously, it was unannounced. We really don't know. The Democrats have broken into the home of of the forty fifth president of the United States. We we we're trying to get information on this as much as possible, but it's pretty hard. Obviously, it's just now breaking. We're gonna move on, but but this is this is insane. The weaponization of the of the FBI has to stop. The weaponization of our our systems, our government system being politicized, because he Will talk against the establishment. He will go against what the left's narrative has always been. The Justice Department is no longer providing equal justice under the law. No more. I'm I'm blown away. I really don't have much to say. All right, we're gonna try to get more information on this. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.
1: This is The Conservative Crusader.
0: Still trying to gather information about this insane breach on Mar-a-Lago. Hey, it's GP Josh. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Big news. I mean, it's unbelievable. It, it truly is. But but thank you for tuning in here on the Red Feature Radio Network for your breaking news. Trump's home has been, is under siege currently by the FBI. We don't have a reason why yet. We're trying to find information. But they will not stop prosecuting Donald Trump. They either want him behind bars or they want him dead. That's all they have. They, they cannot fight against him. There is nothing they can do to stop Donald Trump without physically attacking and stealing everything from him. His personal home, it's not like he's in a taxpayer-funded home, it's not like he ever took a taxpayer's salary either, is being seized. You, you truly, physically cannot make this up. I I I'm, I can't say more until we get more information out but we're going to move on because we 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 can't talk about this anymore right now there is no more to talk about there's no more information as we get more information we'll bring it to you um but, but we're going to move on right now to the uh, economic package adding 87,000 new IRS agents so a large cash in, cash infusion this is from newsnationnow.com i've never heard of it before but it's a associated press report a large cash infusion for the internal press service or internal revenue service is part of the economic package Democrats are working to push through Congress before their August break. They've obviously pushed it through now. This is a three day old piece. Under a deal worked out by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 would spend an extra $79.6 billion on the agency over the next 10 years. The added cash is expected to go towards hiring 87,000. New IRS agents, roughly doubling the agency's size. The IRS said the money is expected to go towards efforts to crack down on wealthy tax evaders and to modernize its technology. Democrats say the IRS investment is needed to ensure that the corporations and wealthier Americans pay what they owe in taxes. So if you are, if you're an average American, and I mentioned this before the break, the first break, I didn't mean to take that second break right there, but you know, you got to roll with the punches in in this industry, especially with breaking news this large. But but right now, if you're an American, you have a maybe a side hustle. You sell things on Etsy, you sell things on Facebook Marketplace. You have Venmo, Cash App. You're under siege. If you have over six hundred dollars in one of those accounts, be prepared. If you get over six hundred dollars in a year, it's going to be taxed because you can't have any sort of of personal finance if the left in, in the big corporations and media and everything like this didn't go after the little guy didn't go after the small man the the average worker the fast food employee the the minimum wage guy they wouldn't have anyone to go after You really believe that the Democrats who are bankrolled by George Soros, bankrolled by Bill Gates, bankrolled by Jeff Bezos, are going to go after the same people that fund their campaigns? Are going to go after the same people that keep them in office? If Bill Gates came out and and endorsed a Republican, I believe this would happen right away. But he's not going to, obviously, and he's not going to fund a Republican's campaign. And he's using his money solely to bankroll the Democratic Party. This is where we ask ourselves, uh, what are they doing and why are they doing it? They're not going to go after the people that bankroll them. They're not going to go after the people that truly help them. So why would they say they are? And why would they say that the IRS investment is needed to ensure that corporations and wealthier Americans pay what they owe in taxes? Why would they do that? I mean, obviously tax returns are, are not public, but I'm sure if, if George Soros wasn't paying what he owed in taxes, it would be breaking news. It would be on the bottom screen of, of Fox News on news Nation, on Newsmax, I'm sorry, on OAN, it would be the biggest news in conservative media. I, I would talk about it. Because that's obviously not a problem. Right? If you can't tax offshore accounts, you can't stop offshore accounts. So I'm not really sure what they're trying to do. Outside of penalize you for having a, a small business or a small side hustle. So pay attention. if you If you have watched what the left has been doing up to this point if you've been following it if you've been seeing what they've been doing be prepared this bill is passed they're going to hire eighty-seven thousand more irs agents they've been trying to do this forever now it's finally passed under reconciliation let's see what they do with it let's see if they actually do what they're going to say or say what do what they're going to do what they say they're going to do and go after the one percent or see if they raise your taxes see if they take more money out of your pocket See how they truly use this agency that they have. And while we're talking about spending money, $5.5 billion more to Ukraine. Now, if you are not updated, and I, I've been guilty of not talking about it, but right now in Eastern Kentucky, there was the worst flood, and I think it was 30 or 25 or 35 years. A, a terrible, devastating, major loss of life event down in eastern Kentucky, down to our neighbors in the south for our Ohio listeners. And we're sending $5.5 billion to Ukraine. The, the president, from what I've seen, and I have his tweet notifications on, has made one tweet about the crisis in Kentucky, the crisis actually affecting American citizens, the crisis actually affecting the people that our government supposed to be working for. One tweet that I've seen. And maybe he's done more at the White House. I don't believe he has. Obviously, he tweets out every White House event he has, um, everything like that. But We are sending $4.5 billion. I can't make this up. 5.5, I'm sorry, $5.5 billion more in aid to Ukraine. The United States Agency for International Development announced on Monday that it would send another $4.5 billion worth of taxpayers' money to the Eastern European country in order to help the Ukrainian government function and provide social services to its people. Shortly after the announcement, the putting out Satan it would also be providing an, actual, an additional $1 billion worth of security assistance to Ukraine. How are we paying for this? I really want to know. And why is the Ukrainians, why are the People of Ukraine more important than our own people. More important than the people that elected, supposedly elected Joe Biden. The people that are that the government's supposed to be working for. Remember, the, the left is supposed to work for the people. They, they, they are the party of the people. The Republicans are the party of the establishment, the party of the 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 big interests, the, the big special corporate packs. The left are the people are, are for the people. Work for the people then. Do something in Kentucky for the people of that state that lost their life and and that have lost their home, lost their jobs, their businesses, their finances. Do something for them. Stop pouring billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars into Hunter Biden's special interests in Ukraine. And if Republicans, and I'm not confident of this, But if Republicans regain the majority in 2022, which I believe they will do, this has to stop on day one. On January, I believe it's the 4th, January 4th, 2023. We have to tell Ukraine that their stream of American dollars has run dry. We can't continue spending. Thousands and thousands and billions and billions—I should say—of dollars in Ukraine. Your grandchildren's, grandchildren's, grandchildren's are paying for this right now. They're they're paying for a war that that probably won't be won by anyone. It'll just eventually stop. They're paying for this crisis that Americans don't need to be involved in, and they're not paying to help Americans that are alive right now on the ground in. Kentucky. Pray for Kentucky. Pray for the people of Kentucky. And if, you, if you're if you an activated individual, call your representative. If they vote to send more money to Ukraine in Washington, call your representative. Say, hey, these people are more important to me than Ukraine. These people are more important and should be more important to you as a politician representing America, representing whatever state they might be representing. They should be more important to you than the people of Ukraine. That's your job as a constituent, to let them know how you feel. And personally, I feel as if Kentucky and the people of America are more important to me and more important to the United States and should be more important to the United States than Ukraine. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. If you're just joining us, the FBI has seized Mar-a-Lago, going through all of, or not seized, but siege to President Biden, or President Trump, I'm sorry, his private home, going through all of his documents, going through all of his things, whatever he's stealing, possibly, whatever they're taking out of his home. These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has happened to a president of the United States before. That is a statement from Donald Trump. Uh, If you want to read the full statement, it'll be on my Twitter account. It'll be on the show notes below, as we have some major news out of Mar-a-Lago. I, I... I don't know what to say. There's no more information out of this right now. No major news outlets are reporting it that I can find, so make sure you're following this very closely here on the Conservative Crusader, here on the Red Feature Radio Network. We are following it as closely as possible for the rest of our program. And before I talk about this next story, I want to talk about John Fetterman, who is the Democrat nominee for the U.S. Senate in in Pennsylvania. It's the country, he, the state he lives in, the state he is the lieutenant governor of. And he's been running campaign ads. This one is from April. And ignore the, the the speech. It doesn't really matter. Just talk about, listen to how he's talking.
1: We were the first campaign to call for the elimination of the filibuster. And that wasn't the prevailing wisdom in the Democratic Party, even at the White House. So why do I want to get rid of the filibuster? Because if you don't want to get rid of the filibuster, you believe that there are 10 to 12 Republican senators of conscience that are going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. My whole career, I've had it wrong. So he keeps talking Please about whatever he's talking now. about.
0: But you listen to how well and how how articulate he is he's a trained politician obviously he's going to be articulate he's going to know what to say to get his base riled up but i want to play a clip of his ad that he rolled today ignore the terrible music in the background 30 second ad he posted on his twitter account today and listen to just how how bad he speaks just just not what he talks about but actually how bad he, he gets the words out of his mouth If Dr. Oz can afford
1: nine mansions, he can afford self-fund his campaign. That's why I'm asking, can you chip in today? We are so proud to be running a strong grassroots campaign here in PA. We take no corporate PAC money or no fossil fuel money. Every single dollar helps us stop Dr. Oz from becoming a U.S. senator.
0: And that's it. That's the whole lot. It's 24 seconds long, not counting the outro. And if someone was using a text-to-speech bot that sounded like F- Fetterman, that is what it would sound like because he cannot get a single word out of his mouth without stuttering. Or not not stuttering, but just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and it it questions and it, and it brings up the question in my mind: Is this the new strategy from the left? Let me know what you think. Five seven G Josh seven five seven four six seven five six seven four seven. Is the new strategy from the left going to be to run? These candidates in these states, whether it is in Pennsylvania, nationwide with with Joe Biden, that can't talk, that stay in their basement so they can have the fraud do the work for them. Because if you truly look at this, I mean, I know Fetterman had a stroke, and I'm praying for his recovery, and I, I see, I, I believe he's recovered health wise, but he cannot speak. He is currently in my professional opinion as a political commentator who listens to probably hundreds of speeches a month, he is not able to keep up with the rigors of a campaign. It's not easy to do all that, obviously. I don't believe. I've never campaigned before. But John Fetterman, in his current position, cannot be a senator. I'm sorry if you are a left-winger and you think that I'm partisanly attacking him i'm not my my attack is not partisan my attack is not personal my attack is for the state of pennsylvania and i don't believe that that legitimately based on with no fraud involved whatsoever i don't believe there's any way they would elect john fetterman to be their senator but he's pulling the biden strategy he's pulling the strategy of Just stay in your basement, Fett. Just stay in your basement, Shrek. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Just keep your hoodie on in the 100-degree weather. It's fine. Voters have to reject the people that don't campaign. They have to reject people like John Fetterman, people like, like in multiple states where people aren't campaigning, like Joe Biden in 2020 like they did, by the way. We, we we have to reject these people, and he cannot speak. He He's reading off of a teleprompter, he's reading the letters P.A. when he probably should have said Pennsylvania. I mean, he's running in Pennsylvania. He lives in Pennsylvania, as Dr. Oz does not according to him. He cannot form a sentence without a teleprompter, it sounds. And I mean, I'm praying for his recovery, obviously, but, but come on, John Fetterman. And I don't blame him for his health problems, but... If the Democrats keep him up on the ticket and he becomes a senator, who's going to be pulling the strings behind him? That's the question that I think is the million-dollar question in Pennsylvania today. And the million-dollar question in Arizona today and on the border states is why are we continuing to, to move these illegal immigrants into middle America? Because if you don't know, Republican senators and not senators, but Republican governors have been pushing... These illegal immigrants into Middle America, into D.C., into New York, into all of these Middle America states not on the border, moving them, busing them to these major cities. And Carrie Lake critiqued it, and I'm so glad she did. She's incredible. She's, she's going to be a great governor. Criticized Republican governors who are busing illegal immigrants to major cities at Friday uh, CPAC. Lake said she will work with neighboring states and possibly send in their National Guard to secure the U.S.-Mexico border. She criticized the bussing of illegal immigrants to other states and cities across the country saying the buses should return the migrants back across the border and he said uh, she said in this quote I don't have the the audio I'm not a fan of bussing people here illegally it makes for a cute photo op but it takes people who shouldn't be here and moves them further in I think we should bring the buses drive them to the border and send them back the other way because we can't have everyone coming in and I I know the these Republican governors had a had a good they're saying we're going to send this message to the to to the white house to congress and say you know you don't feel safe with all these illegal immigrants around do you but they they don't care they have private security they have private fences they have this and that they have armored cars they don't care the average american who lives in in washington dc maybe as, as one of those tourist traps the a- average american who who's a a worker in the coal fields in west virginia Ohio, Pennsylvania, wherever they're working, are going to be majorly affected by this. And it's not going to have the same effect that the left thinks, or not even the left, the right thinks it will. I mean, Greg Abbott's thinking that it's going to, to stop their illegal immigration policy, but it's not. They'll just hire more secret, secure, uh, secret service. They're going to hire more private security for the, the, the senators and representatives. That's all it'll do. It'll just cost the taxpayer more money and give them more access to jobs and give give them more access to our American way of life. And I don't think that'll convert them to be a conservative or convert them to be an American and convince them that they're wrong, because it won't. But it's not making anything better, truly, by busing them in to, to middle America. It's not doing anything good, not doing anything for the American people besides hurting them. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, Greg Abbott sent the buses in. We have to stop sending these people into middle America. We have to stop sending them further where they want to go. That we're sending them where they want to go with our tax dollars from Republican states trying to send a message that's not working. You're doing the left's work for them. You're doing the globalist's work for them by pushing them into middle America. Pushing them in to take the jobs of the people in Ohio, in West Virginia, in Washington, D.C. even. I, I can't take it. When Republicans are supposed to be the anti-illegal immigrant people, the, anti, uh, the anti-immigration people, the anti-this uh, and that, that you, you're just making it worse. You're making the issue work, worse for the people that trusted you and the people that elected you to stop immigration and you're just pushing them further into middle America. Thank you, Carrie Lake for saying what I've been saying on the program for, for months now. Thank you. Because truly this cannot stand. We cannot keep pushing these people where they want to go. Now, uh, if maybe we are on a different scenario where, well, these people are, are paid actors, maybe or something like that. And even then, but these are actual illegal immigrants people not documented are getting free bus rides to middle America and they could be getting free bus rides back to Mexico. I'm, I'm out of it. I'm, I'm done with it. And if Republicans are going to back sending these people into further further into America, further into middle America, further into the people like you and I being affected by, like the people you and I in this scenario, I'm about done with the Republican Party. I've been done with the Republican Party for a long time, especially when they're backing rhinos. But if we're going to continue doing this and continue sending these people into Middle America, I'm I'm done. We need to have a serious, common sense talk about our immigration policy, and I imagine that's what uh, Greg Abbott and Doug Ducey were trying to do. But it's not going to work. You're you're just sending them further in there so they can do whatever they want to do in America and hurt more people. Policies like this are the reason that 11-year-old girl or that 10-year-old girl, I'm sorry, in Ohio was raped and impregnated by an illegal immigrant because we sent them in there. And people say, "Well, they're just sending sending them to Washington D.C. Why do you care about middle America?" Is Washington D.C. right in the middle of America? Blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. It's not the dead center of America. But it is the economic center of America. Uh, you're you're right away from the ec- economy in New York the, the oil industry, you're right away from all of these big places where you can you can walk. You can walk from Florida to Ohio if you're proud enough, if you have enough time, have enough stamina. I mean, you, you can walk these distances. Bussing them there is just going to make it worse and just hurt us worse. Wor- hurt the American people that we're supposed to be working for, that we're supposed to put first. It's going to hurt us the worst instead of put us first. And I'm, I'm sorry to say this for the Republicans that, that support this policy, but it's not making anything better. It's just making it worse. We need to send them back where they came from. Use the same dollars, the same bus dollars, the same bus tickets to send them back across the border. Put them back where they go. My name is Joe P. Josh. This has been the conservative crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Once again, Donald Trump's home has been raided. We'll cover that on Thursday on our program Hopefully in much clearer detail on that program. But it's absolutely a shame how they're attacking him personally because of his politics. We'll talk about that on the Conservative Crusader on Thursday. But until then, my name is J.P. Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader on the Red Feature Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in today. Be back Thursday with a brand new episode. Listen to the Samuel McGuire Show on the Red Feature Radio Network and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.